Hey there, Ali Clark here. Eddie Bannon here. Shane Lowe here too. And good to have you back, Shane Lowe, although we did discover the exact moment you stopped watching Top Gun, which was your homework. Yeah, you know, it was all right. It wasn't wasn't that good, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to watch it again. Oh! Oh, that's... Uh, all right then. <laughs> Gee whiz. What other movie? Anyway, well, that's for another podcast. Yes. Look, we also we got pretty serious about an incredibly tough conversation that I had with none other than the principal of Columbine High School. He was there when his children were murdered and after the school shootings that have happened in the last 24 hours over in the States, we wanted to get his perspective on where to from here. It is a interview that is touching but also has some hope and I do hope you enjoy it. On the morning of April 20. 20- Way back in 1999, our next guest, Frank DeAngelis, was principal of Columbine High School when two students shot 12 other kids and a teacher and killed them and wounded 24 others. If you can believe that there is need for this, he now offers support to other communities and schools that go through school shootings. And after yesterday's tragedy that has happened in Texas, I caught up with him a little bit early this morning. Oh, no problem. Thank you. I wish it was under better circumstances. Oh, and, and I can't even imagine what this must do to you and so many others that have been caught up in shootings like this. And I guess, Frank, we've all been imagining, wondering what it must have been like, but you've lived it. So what were your first thoughts when you heard about yet another school shooting? Unfortunately, it takes you back to what I experienced over 23 years ago. And every time another shooting occurs, I get these texts people thinking of me, praying for me, sending thoughts of hope, and it just takes you back. And it's so difficult, and this one really hit hard. It reminded me of what happened up in Newtown, Connecticut back in 2012 with those poor elementary school kids. It, It was difficult. How often do you think of that day at Columbine when you were the principal there and it was all just so horribly wrong? You know, every morning I wake up, before my feet hit the ground, I, uh, I recite the names of my, I refer to as my beloved 13. They give me the inspiration to do what I'm doing, and I said I'm not going to allow them to die in vain. And so the work now is on their behalf. And, you know, we can't give up hope. So many of these senseless deaths, it just, I, 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 at times you just don't have answers. And went through a gamut of emotions, you know, anger, frustration, sadness. And, you know, we got to do right now is what my biggest hope is to help people in Texas, but additionally help people around the country because, unfortunately, you know, I, I know what they're going through. You ended up face-to-face with one of the shooters at Columbine. Can you just, if, if it's not too hurtful, can you take us back to that moment and that day and how it unfolded for you? I was in my office that day, and so many things happened that were out of the ordinary. First of all, I usually got to school every morning around 6 o'clock, and one of my dear friends, Dave Sanders, we had coffee together before the day started in my office. And that particular day, I wasn't there because I had a meeting off campus with some students that were getting some awards. So I didn't have that morning coffee with Mr. Sanders, and I had a great conversation with him the day before. After I learned that he had died, that conversation will mean the world to me. I just wish if I knew that was going to be our last conversation, I would have told him how much I loved him. (laughs) But that day, I wasn't at Columbine to start off. And usually I'm down in the cafeteria. We had two lunches every day, and I'm usually down there for the first lunch. Well, 
I'm in my office with the teacher, and he was on a one-year contract, so we interviewed him. I was going to offer him a job, but before I could offer him the job, my secretary comes running towards the door, and I still remember my door was closed, and she face-planted this little window. I knew something was wrong, and she said, Frank, there'd been a report of gunfire in the school, in the cafeteria, and I'm saying, you know, this, it can't, it cannot be happening. And when I came out of my office, my worst nightmare became a reality because I encountered the gunman. And uh, everything slowed down, and my mind was just playing games with me because everything slowed down. It was slow motion, and I thought I'd walk very calmly out, but my secretary and the teacher said I sprinted towards the gunman. And I've had law enforcement people say, why would you do that? One reason, and one reason only, my kids were in trouble. I had about 25 girls that were coming out of the locker room to go to a physical education class, and they were unaware. They were right in the crossfires, and I knew if I did not get to them, there's a good chance that they were going to lose their lives. So got down there, and this is before all the drills that we have our kids doing now and safety mm-hmm. protocol. The only drills we did at Columbine back then were fire drills. But I knew if I got them into the gymnasium and there would be outside access get them outside well everything was going as planned until gymnasium door was locked and the gunman is actually getting coming around the corner and the girls are in a state of panic and i reached in my pocket and i had about 20 25 keys on a key ring i reached in the pocket the first key i stuck in the door and it opened it on the first try oh my god and if it happened there's a good possibility i wouldn't be doing this interview and those girls would have lost their lives and a few years ago i went to a softball game our columbine girls were playing the state championship and there was a young lady who came up to me and i recognized her she was one of those girls that was with me back on april 20th 1999 and she said mr d turn around and i turned she said you see that girl in right field i said yeah she said i am so glad you found that key because if you didn't she wouldn't be playing in this game today that's my daughter as a leader in a school that's gone through that unbearable tragedy, I mean, we're watching news, we're seeing flowers being laid, we're seeing people being consoled. How do you possibly pick up an entire school community knowing that so many children won't be there next time classes go back, but also knowing there'll be so many children that have witnessed their mates, their little friends being killed? How do you pick up that community and start back at school whenever that might happen a lot of support has to be there there has to be counseling and support you know and one of the things the question that we were asked continually is should we go back in the building where kids had lost their life mr sanders lost their life and there was so much tragedy associated with that building but we really felt strongly parents who lost their kids the people who were injured our staff and students felt that if we did not go back in that building the killers won. But one of the things none of us realized is the impact it would have. Because if someone or people or a group survives an event, they can decide to go back to the site in which, you know, they experienced that event. But for anyone who went back to Columbine that following school year, they had to walk through those halls. They had to sit in those classrooms where they had experienced such tragedy and devastation in their life. And it was tough. But we had each other. And I think the advantage, one of the advantages that they'll have at Rob Elementary is the fact that it is a small-knit community, and hopefully they'll come together as parents, grandparents, nieces, aunts, and uncles. And I'm sure last night everyone around the world, when they found out, gave their kid and their child an extra hug because Mm -hmm. uh, it could happen anywhere as we find out.
of our world today. So then, Frank DeAngelis, we sit here in Australia and we sit in shock, but it's numbed shock. Um, one of the comments that Shane Lowe, my co-host, he said, you know, when I switched on the TV, I didn't know if it one of that just happened or if it, you know, if this was a massacre that they were reliving. It seems to happen so much. Can you just please explain why the hell people think it's okay to be able to have easy access to these guns? We don't understand the gun laws. We don't understand some Americans' obsession with having them. I never want us to get to the point that we accept it. And it scares me, and I think people, I don't know if they're immune or it's a way of coping, but what scares me is when it's like, okay, how many this time? That we should not live our lives, that this is an expectation, this is going to happen in our schools. We cannot accept this. We have to look at this, that there are other countries that have social media. There's other countries that have the same dynamics, but what is a big difference? The gun laws. And that's something that it's about right now. Well, Frank DeAngelis, thank you very, very much for your time. Um, you know, you wanted to teach and you have ended up being a spokesperson and a helper in so many more ways, in ways that I no doubt you could never imagine. I really appreciate your point of view this morning. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Have a good day. Look, I am an absolute rule follower. I don't know if it's a first-born girl thing or whatever, but I... Oh, yep, no worries. I'll be there on time. I'll do what you need to do. I'll wear what you need. I am a rule follower. I'm just going to throw it out there. So <laughs> the other night when I got sent a post from Instagram... Yeah. Um, like my heart was kind of in my mouth because it says your post has been removed because it goes against our community guidelines. I'm thinking, whoo, I'm going to be on the front page of the advertiser here, aren't I? <laughs> now, you can get onto my Instagram page and that's Ali underscore Clark 01. So come and say hello. And you, like I thought all I had been posting was, you know, random pictures of the kids and being out and just doing fun things around South Australia and everything else, right? I'm pretty haphazard. I'm certainly don't have any way of yeah. working out what I'm doing. So then I keep reading on this thing and it says your post goes against our guidelines on adult sexual solicitation. Oh. <laughs> right? So I'm doing what? Like genuinely what? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going, okay, well what's the post? Now <laughs> this is what I wrote. Yeah. First steps, first bike, first kiss. And first camel ride. Hashtag Sunday fun day. Hashtag Burbwood farm day. Hashtag, sun, as you can tell, I'm not great with my hashtags. No, right? a lot of hashtags. And but... it is a photo of my kids who would be, I don't know, two and four, riding a camel. They, they, are riding, like... they are riding a camel. There is nothing more to it. They're all rugged up. It's a yeah. cold day. They've got beanies on oh. and they're riding well, a camel. On. No, the camel's yeah. naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that so as then, tall? I can... So then I don't know if, I mean, maybe there is a thing called the camel. I don't know what it is. But um, I don't know then if there is like the fact that I've put a, like the word kiss in there or fun day. Well, wait, there's no hashtag humps in there? No. <laughs> no? Have you spelt the word hashtag? A-S-H-T-A-G? Yeah, it was actually when the kids got off the camel and danced to this song. That they've hashtag gone. my humps. That's probably what got you down. My camel humps. But I just got to I mean, I've, and so I've gone, hang on, and then it goes on into what, you know, the solicitation guidelines and, you know, filmed activities and uh, tantric messages and what? offering or asking for nude images and sexualised slang. So I don't know what's in there. And maybe I've grown up under a rock. 
But I do not understand a world that we live in that, that Instagram can pull a photo of my kids running a camel off Instagram and say that I was looking for the rumpy pumpy or love, whichever way you want to go. <laughs> What's tantric messages as well? What the hell is just... Look, and I'd heard mates of mine say, oh, Facebook's pulled me off being on there and um, Instagram's taken me off being on there and all that sort of stuff. Unusual choice of words. That's, oh, that. get over sure. it. You're oh, off, the, off the air now. Stop right. it. Well, yeah, we're going by Instagram. So what have you been taken off social media for? What did you get banned from social media for doing? Slinky of Woodside, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, what happened? I saw a picture of a, a girl on site, and I just wanted to put fit. Fit? So I wrote fit, fit, F-I-T, but unfortunately, predictive SMS put fat. Oh. And I, and I just pushed the button thinking it said fit, didn't check it. Yep. And within two minutes, I was banned for a month. What? Uh, I was banned for a month because I was bullying her. Yeah. Well, so I tried I tried to object about their three-day ban, mm-hmm. and they changed it to a month because I objected to them banning me for three days. Get out. And more to the point, I, like I understand why, you know, you, you know, cutting down on stuff like that, no one wants to have that sent to them, but you didn't mean it. But I guess you didn't even get a chance to say to her, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Yeah. That's correct. And then when I got let back on, I was banned again within 48 hours for a comment that I put on two years previous, calling my old boss an a-hole. Oh. <laughs> well, Slinky, that so sounds, another month ban. That sounds another like month another ban. story, Slinky. Thank you very much. Maybe you've been flagged on that one. Yeah. So there you go. How little a thing does it need to be before you're actually... Well, wrapped over the knuckles by social media. We're now talking about what's got you taken off social media and the irony is that school shooter was posting photos of guns mm. and everything all over Instagram and that was fine. Yet I was given, well, I had a post taken down from 2015 just the other day which had my children sitting on a camel and it said that basically went against the community guidelines for adult sexual solicitation. I don't know either. I mean, if anyone wants to explain that to me, we'll have to do that another time. But 8300-1023, what did you get banned from social media for? Amanda of Windsor Gardens, um, good morning. What happened to you? Oh, sorry, we've got a failure yep. of our buttons. Yeah, there Amanda, what happened to you? I put a spider in my house on a picture on Facebook and basically said, time to burn the house down with all these spiders and got banned. <laughs> I even I even like um, asked to you know to um, like redo it yeah, you know yeah, recheck yeah. it and whatever yeah. and they still denied they said it was too offensive. So, oh my Amanda, so yeah. how long were you banned for? At uh, twenty four hours, but I wasn't allowed to comment for three days oh on God. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew those spiders in your house were so contentious, Amanda? I know, right? Who knew Facebook loves spiders? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Let's go to Harmony Ray of Fruville. Good morning. Why were you taken off social media? Um, unfortunately, I was taken off social media because I shared my um, labour um, suite photos oh, you um, with friends and family, yeah, of me giving birth. Because oh, no, no one's ever done that before. It's not, well, yeah, a, it's not a normal thing to have happen in life, is it? <laughs> obviously not for Facebook. Um, look, and you know, there was no indecency, obviously, because I, you know, I don't want everybody to see mm. bits and pieces. But um, one of my mother's group friends sort of said, perhaps it have, if it had been in black and white, it would have been a different story. So, oh, for goodness sake, wow. I know. Oh, oh, well. Harmony Ray, how old's that little baby now? 
um, two, um, and quite annoying. So, yeah. <laughs> Came out and was an annoyance. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there and see how many, Thank you, how many you. Ray there. Uh, Sean of Port Adelaide, what, you've been banned a few times too. Mate, it must be 15 times. I've lost count now. It's crazy. Well, what sort of, I mean, we, you know, don't say anything we can't say on radio, but what's going on? <laughs> um, their filters are just ridiculous. They pick up the, the smallest little words and go, well, that's a swear word, you're banned, and um, crazy other stuff. Right. So, so what's um, the weirdest ban then you've ever had? Um, one a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, uh, sharing nudity and pornography online, which consisted of a cartoon of Spongebob and Sexy Sandy because they had no pants on. <laughs> oh, God. Now, to be fair, they weren't wearing pants, but in my defence, they're sponges. <laughs> yeah, but square mate, pants is in his name. Mate, mate, I think we're in. Sean, look, I'll follow you to a court of law in that. So, uh, hey, thanks for your call. Now, Chantelle of Ferriton Park. Oh, good morning to you. Good morning. We're talking about why you've been banned from social media. So why? Why were you because stripped of it? Because of you guys, actually. <laughs> what did we do? You asked for a famous line from a movie. Yeah. And so what... I wrote, when I find you, I will kill you. I'm taken. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. Liam for Neeson. A week. A week. Yep. <laughs> a week. And even though I disputed it and, and explained, they still kicked me off. Oh, hey, Chantel, because it was our fault, I'm going to rummage around in our prize cupboard and get you something, all right? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I missed out a week of gossip. Thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll give you the guy Sebastian tickets. You're off to see his High Sounds tour. How's that work? Oh, well, I'm going to auction them off to my cousin because she loves Guy Sebastian. Excellent. All right. No worries. Any way we can help you, your cousin, anybody else, we're just glad you're back, Chantel. Sorry. It's the Ali Clark (laughs) Breakfast Show. Man, so many of you are getting banned from social media. Kirsty said, I put a photo of my husband who was robust mowing the lawn naked. I'm torn on that one. Maybe it should have been a ban. I don't know. Uh, And uh, Daniel said, look, um, Facebook got sick of banning my partner, so they completely took his account. Uh, And someone else, Karen, says, I got blocked on comments on Putin about what I think should happen to him. Apparently he can kill thousands of people, but I comment and it's bad. Go figure. Uh, Look, um, joining us now is Miss Burlesque Australia. In fact, she was voted 11th most influential burlesque performer in the world. Um, But can she influence people as an influencer on Instagram? Let's find out. Miss Betty Bombshell, good morning. Good morning. So do you have stuff taken down? Because I follow you on Instagram after meeting you at the Fringe and just think you're an absolute cracker. Um, Do you have stuff taken down from Instagram often? Oh, constantly. It is a daily fight that burlesque performers have with Instagram, with censorship, with shadow banning, all that kind of jazz. What do you mean by shadow banning? So Instagram loves to do a a cheeky little thing that they don't tell a lot of people about, but it happens to most of my performer friends around the world, actually, that they will censor our content and they will make it almost impossible for it to find. So they essentially push it down to the very bottom of the pile. Oh, so on the algorithm. So not only do they send you notifications and say, right, this has been taken off, but all your other stuff, they just keep pushing down. Exactly right. So say I've got something like 18,000 followers on my Instagram. I've worked really hard to get that many followers over a 10-year kind of career. And maybe a couple of hundred of them will see what I post, what I share, my shows, my links and things like that. And so for the rest of us that might use Instagram haphazardly, you know, 
show our dogs or our kids or whatever we're eating or something. <laughs> this is actually really important for performers, isn't it? Because this is a way that you can get your art out there and tell people, hey, this is what I do and this is where you can see me. It really is. I mean, one of the things of flyering shows and, you know, printing thousands of flyers out, trying to get them in people's hands. Everybody has a phone, essentially. Everybody has access to some sort of, you know, Instagram, Facebook, something like that. I would personally say the best way to get your art out there, to reach as many people overseas, you know, people like it, they share it, the network becomes bigger and bigger. But uh, it's so important for us to be able to just upload content onto these platforms, specifically Facebook. It is impossible for me to even create an event and advertise a show now uh, because the word burlesque is flagged. Um, right. And I can't even pay to advertise my shows anymore, which I think is kind of funny because I'm trying to give them money and they won't even take it from me. <laughs> but these platforms are so important for us. Just to get the word out about the art we're creating, especially after the pandemic, people might not have an idea of what's sort of happening around anymore. And it's just becoming so impossible to even upload content. It immediately is taken down and just for having can... a shoulder. <laughs> well, that's what I want to know, because people can put some horrible things and say horrible things on Facebook. You get on the half a dozen chat rooms, even footy chat rooms, and people are saying awful things to each other. But what, you can't show a nipple or a side boob? Is that the stuff that you get flagged for? Oh, it's even less than that. You know, I have an image that got taken down because my arms were exposed. I don't know what, what? that's about. It was just immediately removed. I got a message from Instagram saying it violated the community standards. I know somebody who had a their whole show promotion taken down because their shoulder was out. Very uh, scandalous there. <laughs> You know, there are obviously <laughs> levels of people on the internet posting bits and pieces, but I I know of all the funniest stories of, you know, an ankle being shown and content being taken down. It's essentially once the platform flags you for one thing, it's like you're in the naughty corner for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. Well, it sounds mm. like just because I put a photo up of a camel with my kids, I'm now in the naughty corner with you. And if that's what they're going to do, then I'm happy to be in the naughty corner with Miss Betty Honestly, Bombshell any day of the week. <laughs> fun over here you know you can come join us anytime <laughs> but um, there's a sort of a little system i think it's a, a strike system so if you keep uploading content that is deemed to be inappropriate they'll put mm -hmm. you right in the naughty corner and they'll really mm. bury your content but if you only do it once they'll give you a little slap on the wrist right. and then you know you gotta abide by the rules but um yeah come hang with us it's much more fun okay. over here all right. Well, if I'm not fully in the naughty corner by uh, fringe time next year, I'll come see you personally and we'll get in the naughty corner together then. All right? Oh, Done. Beautiful. I'll get you a pair of pasties. We'll, we'll have a time. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Betty Bombshaw, you're a star. Thank you so very, very much. <laughs> Guys, thanks for having me. All right, Shane. Now, last we saw you on Monday, you were leaving the station with a skip in your step because we'd set your homework and you were going to have to watch the original Top Gun and report back to us, okay? Because yeah. last night we took a whole heap of listeners to see Top Gun Maverick 2 and you were coming with us, right? Mm -hmm. So we said, well, you've got to watch the first one. Yeah. You didn't come back for two days. No, now. it was a long skip. <laughs> <laughs> really long skip. Eddie, can you take those glasses off, please? I know. Yeah, sure. You're making me feel like oh, okay, his glasses underneath. He's I wearing can't. his aviatic. Double shades. He's got to take it back to the hire company in four hours, so he's getting all of his money. <laughs> Double, <worth>. <laughs> Double shades. Double shades. <laughs> uh, so obviously, well, were you sick or did you just not do your homework? Uh, no, definitely was sick. Okay. I had to go and get a, a test with the thing up your nose. First oh. one I've ever had, by the way. Oh, isn't that fun? Yeah. Tickle oh, your brain. Well, the line wasn't too long actually, so I got him in and out in five minutes. It was great. Well, I just more spoke about the thing going up your nose, tickling oh, your brain. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. I thought I was going to sneeze. 
yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, yeah. that happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you do your homework? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, yeah. sort of. Okay. So, so, so what did you think of the original Top Gun? All right, cut? so here's my first thoughts. As soon as the, the movie began, I thought, oh, God, I know I'm in for trouble because it's one of those old movies where the credits are before the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yes. I've got to sit through all this stuff. And the music. I mean, we don't need to see the credits before a movie. I can, I can get through the movie without knowing who the executive lighting assistant is. I don't need to know who that is. Joe Forbes. Is that who it is? Yeah, I know a lot about Top Gun. Or the best boy, whatever that means. Frank Toomey. Um, so, okay, so the, the credits are rolling, and they have the thing pop up at the, at the start, the little titles. You've got to read it. The, oh, yeah, the yeah, nights, yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't what? Yeah, it was uh, the Naval Academy. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Let me watch the movie. Don't give it all it. away at the start. I don't need to read it all. <laughs> and then, of course, it was the music. Oh, come on. Now, what is wrong with that music? It was this music accompanied by so the good. jet engine oh, starting yes. and shutting down, which oh, is yes. such a soothing noise to listen to, right? And then there was the smoke, yeah. excess oh. smoke. People are trying to land planes <laughs> on this aircraft carrier. There's smoke everywhere. Surely there's got to be a hazard. Was there any negatives? Uh, yeah, there was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple of negatives. <laughs> um, and uh, well, I love how they when uh, one of the scenes where they're flying around and and Goose and Maverick, whatever they're called, uh, lost, they go, oh, should we fire? Should we fire? And he's like, no, don't fire unless you fired a pond. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, great in war. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that can only go well. Don't shoot unless they shoot first. But I, I kind of got a lost interest when it was at the bar scene. Oh. And they're all hanging out the bar. You know, it's pretty masculine. You know, Iceman's yeah. there drinking his glass of ice. Is that why they call him Iceman? No. No, no it's because he, um, he's, cool, he's, he's cool. cool as. Yeah, that's right. And so they're all trying to pick up chicks and like, oh, yeah, yeah hey, yeah. ladies in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then out of nowhere... This caught me by surprise. Don't worry, I'll take care of this. You never close yeah. your eyes. They launch into song? Yeah. yeah. What happened to the masculine bassing? It's a bit of feminine. No yeah. the masculine. And then this goes on and they sing and they... And I turned it off after that. What? Oh. Surely it doesn't get more interesting. That. So you don't even know what happens. Yeah, the, he goes, and there's like a the plane thing, and then he goes, oh, goose, 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 and the crash or whatever. That and then they leave the bar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam is in Happy Valley, and he's very happy. I believe, Adam, you've actually been setting your alarm for this and trying for weeks to get on the $1,000 minute. Look, I first of all, good morning, everybody. Morning. And, um Look, I don't say I definitely don't care to admit, but I have been setting the alarm before work, and I have been having a crack. Good, unresponding, so but I'm I'm in it to win it. I'm here. I've made it. Late Excellent. To the party, but nonetheless, ready to go. Excellent. Now, Adam, when you've been playing along, then if you haven't got through, have you been going okay? Like, pretty scoring pretty well. Well, look, I'm. I must say, I haven't been doing a clean sweep, but okay. I feel like I've been going strong enough to have a crack. All right, excellent. Well, let's hope that you do. Now, what will you spend the money on if you win the thousand dollars? Well, the other half and I we're heading to Bali next weekend, so oh. it would be great to have some extra extra funds to um add to the to what to the wallet. Oh sure. man, may there be many bintang t-shirts and plaited hairs in your future. All right, here we go. <laughs> Good luck, Adam. Ten questions, <laughs> get you. them right in the sixty seconds, and yep, say pass really, really quickly. Even if you're just sort of faffing around in your brain trying to work it out, because we'll come back to it if we get a chance. Okay. okay? Okay, we'll do. Right. Thank Good you. Good luck, mate. Alrighty, Adam, your thousand dollar minute begins now. How many sides does an octagon have? Eight. What animal does pork come from? Pig. In The Simpson, what musical instruments does Lisa play? Saxophone. What sport does Roger Federer play? Tennis. What's the national flower of Japan? Um, oh, pass. In what country would you find the White House? 
USA. How many days does it take for the Earth to orbit the sun? Um, 365. What is the day after Christmas called? Boxing Day. How many years make a millennium? Um, pass. What Disney musical opens today at the Festival Theatre? Oh, pass. Okay, that's all right. What's the national flower of Japan? Cherry blossom. Okay, how many years does it make a millennium? Um, oh, a, a thousand. What Disney musical opens today at Festival Theatre? Frozen. Frozen. Pardon? Frozen. Pardon? Frozen the musical. <laughs> You've got a thousand yeah, dollars! Oh, just in time. <laughs> Adam! Oh, my God. I can only see... Oh, I'm sorry to hog the airways, but I have to vent on that one. But I, I had I, the only one I had to guess was the frozen one, and my other half just, just yelled frozen, and it was such a guess. <laughs> oh, well done, Adam. Man, oh. look, you, you you're real? lucky. You sound like such a nice guy because I think most of Adelaide is a little bit angry that you're going to Bali and we're going to stay here in the cold. <laughs> but now you've got a thousand dollars to spend. Oh, well, I must say, to extend on that, I found out late last night that my other half has toes and we're hoping she can get rid of it before Bali. Oh, so we've got, a, we've got a consolation prize at home now. So thank you so much. All right. Hey, you better quick give a name name of your other half because she did get you over the line there. <laughs> oh, Rasheen. Yell out, Rasheen. Oh. <laughs> oh, darling, Rasheen. Look, I hope you get better. I hope you get through COVID and everything else, and I hope you get on that plane, and you will have $1,000 in your back pocket now. Thank you. Good vibes out for me, please. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, guys. See you, Adam. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That means a lot. All the best, and love the mix. Thanks again. Now, Shane. Yes. Hello. Yes. It's excellent to have you back, and I know that you think that we're giving you a bit of a stick. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. We'll go harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you should hear what Eddie did to me yesterday. So the very first day uh, when you were off, I yeah. had to broadcast from home because I was waiting for a COVID result. And yes, because I had the sneeze and everything else and yada, yada, yada. And when I was broadcasting from home, there's no cough button or way I can shut down my microphone. Right. And I didn't probably think the consequences oh, of it. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I was apologising a lot every time I sneezed, wasn't I? You were apologising. And, and to be fair, you know, she was sick and she did the show from her house, unlike <laughs> some people. But uh, we, we appreciate it, is what we're saying. <laughs> okay, and, good, good, good. Uh, but it was funny to hear her sneezing and coughing was and doing all the things. So we recorded it and put it. We, we decided to celebrate it through the gift of song. To me, learning is just like a sport. Anything fly, it's all good. Let me jump in, please in the trumpet. A little bit of a little bit of by my side. A little bit of all I need. A little bit of what I see. A little bit of the sun. A little bit of <laughs> Come was, on now. That was That's been added on. That's been added on. That was pure <laughs> straight from straight the heart. From the heart. Straight straight from the heart. <laughs> all right, we are ready to choose. Well, you're ready to choose your own adventure, really. We all have a story that we want to tell you. I want to tell you why you should never get into a spa with my seven year old. I mean, it sounds obvious. That's not really. <laughs> In fact, never get into a spa with most of my mates. How's that going? <laughs> uh, I would like to tell you about the time I uh, threw a party and nobody came. And I want to tell you about that time I took my mother to a nightclub after a gig. 
We both sound as pathetic as each other, Shane, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> I'm having a spa with a seven-year-old. Wow. All right, let's go to North Haven. Sue, good morning. Who would you like to hear from this morning? Oh, good morning. Oh, look, I was going to go with Eddie, uh-huh. was going to go with Eddie, uh-huh. and then I heard Shane's story and my heart sunk a little bit and I thought, oh, no, a poor bugger, I want to hear... I know. Why nobody turned up at his party. Yeah. Exactly. And Sue, so if he doesn't say it today, he's just going to have to say that over and over <laughs> and, and over, over and over. <laughs> All right, Sue, thanks for the vote. To Hillbank, Kay, good morning to you. Good morning. Oh, hello. Who would you like to vote for? Um, I'm voting for you. I think we've all probably had an experience with uh, either a child or a husband or someone in the spa. And oh, kind oh. Of... <laughs> Kay, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. we'll see if I get the votes and we'll see if we can maybe out-funny each other, all right, Kay? Um, to Lindock now, Matthew, good morning. Who are you voting for? I'm going to vote for Shane. Are you? <laughs> Do you feel a bit sorry yeah. for him? Yeah, if we can get his story out of the way. Thanks, Matthew. As long as we can get out of the way, yeah. get on with the show, that's great. <laughs> on the text line, we've got text, one word that says, Shane, uh, good morning, team. Welcome back, Shane. Can we please hear your story? Have a great show. That's from Shannon and Bateman from Alberton. Shane, welcome back. Now back to work. Yeah. Shane's right. story, okay, please. Okay. Oh, by the way, Matthew, we're going to give you a free tank of fuel. Oh, that is that's fantastic. Isn't Thank it? you very much. You are very welcome. That's the only way he gets people to come to his parties <laughs> yeah. now, Matthew. He bribes them with fuel. Yeah, thanks for your enthusiasm, Matthew. Appreciate that this morning. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. when I first moved to Adelaide, I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a party. Oh, no. You know, no, I'm no, not, no, just don't. I know. Because I'm, I'm not really a party person. You know, I have social, you know, anxiety and all that kind of you stuff. But I thought, go. bugger, I'm just going to have a party. So what age are you in, uh, in this story? Uh, this is about, ooh, 22, I believe. Okay. Ages okay. ago. Yeah. Okay. And so I, it's when I started working in another radio station mm. that we won't name. Um, and uh, I thought, okay, great. Here's what I'm going to do. I sent an invite out, all staff. I said, look, I'm having a dress-up party. If anyone would like to come along, please come along. It starts at 7 o'clock. Bring a plate of food. That'd be great. Dress up. It's going to be fun. So dress up, I would go not naked. That's the way I read that there. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, fancy dress. And so dress. I, I have my go-to fancy dress, Yes. which is a black cat. A black cap? Cat. Oh, a cat. Yeah. Cap. A black cap. A black cat. <laughs> well, I, Just the cat. I, I thought you could in security at, a, at a, no. I don't know, a strip show or something. No? no. Okay. No, because I have all black clothing. That's all right. I need to do is put on whiskers oh. and make a tail, stuff some paper into a stocking. So you've and tied to the back <laughs> you've of You've ruined the magic and now. I'm, and I'm meow. Right? Okay, so you've done okay. this. Yeah. Okay, so I'm dressed up. I've got my sausage rolls in the oven. I've got my finger foods ready to go, my bowls of chips, my soft drink, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be amazing. All right, so 6.30. No one arrived early. That's all right. Sorry? No one arrives early to no, a party, no, right? No, you always arrive late. Yeah, early. fashion will be late. Got to 7 o'clock. No one's here. And I wasn't getting any texts from people either saying we're going to be running late. So I thought, okay, well, no one's dropped out. Everyone's coming. Yeah. 7.30. Yeah. Oh, no one's rocked up. So you're thinking, very fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there on the couch, dressed as a cat. <laughs> Curled up. <laughs> It would have been uncomfortable with your tail under your bum, too. <laughs> Just me eating sausage rolls. Eight o'clock. No one came. Oh, um, no one came to my party because my email didn't go out from my outbox. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I sat there all night, dressed as a cat, eating party pop. <laughs> Did you tell anyone at work that this is what happened? Yeah. And they had your reaction. <laughs> Really quickly, though, yeah. how long into the night was it before you thought, 
well, surely it's not me. What's gone wrong here? And you've actually just tried to sleuth it out. Yeah, it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Oh, darling oh, heart. No. No. Oh, and well, I'll never have another party No, again. no, no, rest no. assured. Look look at us. He's standing there. He's still in his Top Gun costume. Yeah, I've okay. gone my own. If you have a costume party, we will be there, buddy. Just learn how to use email. <laughs> like the young people. <laughs> you know what we should do? What? I see a listener party oh, coming at oh, Shane's house. Oh, no, if you yeah. would like Shane to throw a party oh, later on and you're all invited, wait, 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 let us know. Wait, I know what will happen. We'll organise a party and <laughs> no, no, no one will rock. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll organise a party. Oh, okay. You, we'll organise a great that party. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, done. Now, last night uh, was the Top Gun Maverick preview and we took a whole heap of listeners along. So yesterday morning we actually caught up with a real-life Aussie Top Gun, Christian Boo Bakuskus. Now, he was so interesting, and we just couldn't fit it all in. So here are some quick-fire questions we put to him that no-one's heard yet. Did you have a Harley Davidson? Some fighter pilots do possess a Harley Davidson or a motorbike of some description. Alternatively, uh, usually some fastish uh-huh. kind of car. Was it compulsory to play beach volleyball in jeans? In the history of being a fighter pilot, I never played a game of volleyball <laughs> in any attire other than a appropriate sporting wear. Did you all have aviator sunglasses? Yes. Why? Because they're aviators. They were aviator sunglasses before they were Top Gun hijacked them. Did you always wear like white shirts that you could sweat through and then have your dog tags on the outside? We never wear dog tags. Never? Uh, unless, unless we're in combat and then we, we stick one in on our boot, not around our neck. Have you ever had to eject out of a plane? No, I've not and we're very fortunate uh, in, in Australia. We've never had any fighter pilot have to eject out of uh, one of our aeroplanes. Do you get to pick your nicknames? Normally some event has occurred in your life or you've done something and bad and your call sign starts off being a bad one. But the minute you push back against a call sign you don't like, you're stuck for life. So you've got to be very careful as a fighter pilot to just let all the nasty ones wash over you. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully somewhere in there you land on a neutral one. Did you ever, ever have a bloke just really hoping he got called Maverick? Like the Australian Maverick. We have Maverick. a Maverick. Oh, of course we do. Do we? Yeah, because his real name in real life is Pete Mitchell. Oh, get out! Oh, so we-, we have a Royal Australian Air Force fighter pilot who is genuinely Maverick. There you go. Look, if you want to hear the chat in full, including how like how sore they get flying in those planes, how much it hurts flying in those planes, you can track it all down on our podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Mm. But, yes, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Ed, you caught up with some people after the movie last night? I did. I hijacked them and I asked them what they thought of the film. What's your name? Uh, Lucy. Lucy, where are you from? Uh, from Prospect. And call sign? Um, I'm going to be Striker. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I loved it. Yep. Oh, my God, I loved it. It half made me want to fly a plane and it half made me never want to get in a plane again. What do you mean again? Oh, no... I mean, ever. Like, I'm going to be land-based. <laughs> Hello, this is Mitchell. Uh, call sign Kaizen. I'm from Windvale. And what did you think of the film? I liked it a lot. I thought, besides the soundtrack, 100 times better than the original. You liked the soundtrack? No, besides the soundtrack. The soundtrack in the original is way better. Are you an 80s fan? Yeah. How it. old are you? You're, you weren't 25. 25. So you weren't even yeah, born more in more of a nostalgia. I like <laughs> going back in music, yeah. <laughs> uh, who was your favourite in the film? I loved Goose in the original, so I'm going to say probably Rooster. Oh, OK, yeah. go with the family. Thanks, yeah. man. Great. Maverick and Goose. Matt, originally from Sydney, but don't hold that against me. Okay. I live in Adelaide now, and yeah. I love the place. And uh, Coulson? Definitely Boss, right? Boss. Yeah. Now, the movie was great. Couldn't recommend it more. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Maverick 
still looks 21. So that's that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And what's yeah. your favourite part of the film? Uh, it has to be the Gen 5 fighters, man. That was awesome. Just the way they flicked around and, yeah, it was great. If you're an aircraft buff, come and see it. Karen, call sign Chicky Bay. Oh, nice. From Adelaide. <laughs> I think Tom Cruise is getting younger. Isn't it ridiculous? It is amazing. Yeah. And the guy who played Hangman was really hot. The planes were great. You can be my wingman anytime. Talia, yeah. Sarah Downs, Dan and... <laughs> Dan. And what did you think of the film? Uh, magnificent. Yep. Yes. And you saw the first one? It was terrible. <laughs> I watched it last night, giving me some hope for this one. I, I went in with low expectations, I'm not going to lie. But this was good. I'm Bella. I'm from Athelston. Call sign? It's Authentiphony. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think of the film? It was brilliant, although never seen the first one, so it didn't make much sense to me, but it worked. <laughs> it was a standalone movie in itself. Did it work as a standalone movie? Yep, definitely yep. did. Are you going to see the first one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. So good, so good. But I would say the second is actually better than the first. Yeah. They've wound back the tongue kissing, so you can actually take younger kids. Like, I, was, I took my little fella, Sammy, and he was sitting in between us, Eddie, and yeah. you handed him your shades <laughs> when it looked like the kissing might start. Yeah, you <laughs> could see him curl up. He was up crunching and... his ass for his jumper to put over his head, and, and he's going, tell me when it's over. I said, mate, they're actually just talking. He's yeah. like, really? <laughs> but it is excellent. excellent. Anyway, yeah. it's just a lot of fun, and if you've missed going to the movies over the last couple of years, this isn't a bad one to take the whole family to.